Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome into the Monday edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle. So happy to be back in the chair, joined by Sean Shapiro. And uh, so I'm in Vegas, and I pull up the old podcast, and Mr. Shapiro and Lud's chirping me a little bit and saying how great the podcast was today. <sighs> how are you, Sean? I'm good. I'm good. We missed you, though. Lutz is obviously, uh, I'll say this while he's not on here, he was definitely the leader in the effort of uh, dragging you through the mud. So, but uh, we missed you. So I'll, I'll say that. I'll, I'll lead off that way to get the Mia Copa out of the way and then let him be the bad guy on Wednesday. Nah, that's right. That's right. I do appreciate you guys uh, doing it. It was a great podcast. I really enjoyed the uh, insight that you guys and the conversation that you had. So it was uh, it was really good. And uh, for those listening for the first and first time, we are Spits and Suds. And Sean Shapiro joins us every Monday and Friday. Craig Ludwig, two-time Stanley Cup winner, one with the Stars, joins us every Wednesday. So if you like the podcast, spread the word to Stars fans and NHL fans that there is a podcast here in Dallas-Fort Worth for you where it's we just talk hockey. So let's get into the Stars on Friday night uh, and uh, also on Saturday. Winnipeg and Colorado, two Central Division rivals. And, uh, you know, I got to say, Sean, this is going to happen throughout the season, and it's a long season, but uh, kind of seeing a different Stars team as of late on the ice with just some a few tendencies. The penalties are still there. Uh, a couple things I'm seeing, uh, and I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, one was, uh, you know, the Winnipeg game. I, I thought Winnipeg was the better team on the ice. I, I I thought they deserved the two points. I thought it was a great comeback um, by the Stars. So we'll get into the controversy um, and what's going to happen with that. Saturday night, I just felt as though um, the Stars, you know, were, were, were kind of beat. And uh, I had some worries about before, prior to the season about uh, the defensive strength as far as, you know, winning in the corners and getting it out of your zone. And I felt as though the Stars struggled with that and kind of seemed, especially on the back end, a little discombobulated. Uh, so a tough game on Saturday nights against Colorado. But we also want to throw in the positives. So Jason Robertson continues his tear. And it's weird to say Jason Robertson in the same sentence as a Connor McDavid. But the numbers are the numbers, and this is special right now. And I don't know if we 
think of this as special, but I mean, it is absolutely amazing the year he's having so far. Yeah, the whole uh, Robertson thing. It's kind of it's 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 kind of that space where I think if for us, um, we've seen him. Like I, I don't think we're having as much of the wow moment that a lot of uh, outside NHL media have. You've seen a lot of people who've been like, "Wow, where this Jason Robertson could come from? What about this kid? This kid?" And I think it's just kind of it's it's been one of those um, facts of life where he was kind of hidden by uh by being in dallas he didn't have he wasn't doing this in an original six market and he didn't have the year he had last year in a bigger quote-unquote hockey market so it's surprising some other people um but i think for us it's not as much surprising that he's doing it i think it's kind of consistency is what's really been surprising to me kind of sometimes when you're a younger player you score even when you score 40 goal scorer like Robertson was last year all of a sudden the league starts to learn you right you and Ludson actually talked about this last week like there's this time when you learn the league and the league learns you and that's when you have to adjust and Robertson even though the, the book is out on Jason Robertson he continues to rewrite the book and redefine it and that's the thing that impresses me the most the fact that we keep seeing that we keep finding him ways to make an impact in other ways and score in various ways and that's just the mark of like a true goal scorer for me it's it's so impressive to see him adapting to a league that now knows they have to circle number 21 on their whiteboard every single night and they're not stopping him still. That, that to me is the part that surprises me the most. I'm not, not as much as in the, Oh, well, here's this Jason Robertson kid. It's look at what he's doing every night, even though every other one, every person in the world knows that the puck's going to him at the key moments. Yeah. He was a great player in juniors and uh, really excelled uh, in Texas and then came up, was sent down, similar to Jake Ottinger. But when he came back, I felt as though for both Ottinger and Robertson, I felt as though the bubble uh, took them to another level. And I just felt as though being around the team, seeing what the team could do on a day-in and day-out basis, how they reacted, how they worked, I just felt that was a good learning tool for the younger players. Is Is that... Because from what I heard, Jason Robertson came back more determined after that. Is that what you heard as well? Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, uh, he was not as much so much he came back more determined, but I always Robertson and Ottinger, but uh, I feel like the Robertson bubble impact was more so of he saw that firsthand of what it takes to go that deep. And obviously it was kind of a, it's not a, a normal run there'll never be another run like that but you lived day in day out with joe pavelski jamie ben tyler sagan like even though you were part of the taxi squad or they're not even the taxi squad the bubble squad right at that point 
just being a part of that every single day and seeing what it took it was just like kind of like a crash collision course and everything and it definitely happened with Ottinger um it's kind of funny it's like you mentioned this right now and I have a story coming out later this week in D Magazine on Anton Hudobin, actually, who's down in Texas. But one of the things I spoke to Jim Nill about this past weekend was Anton Hudobin's impact on Jake Ottinger from that bubble time where we saw Jake was the backup in the bubble and Hudobin was the starter. But Jake, the stars see the fingerprints of that time in the bubble all the time on Jake. And you see it on Robertson as well. Um, to me, the big thing about Robertson is I think he – went from that bubble time and realized his game and his approach worked and he didn't have to change what he was to be in the NHL. And I think that's something that a lot of young players sometimes go through where they try to change their game too much, or they try to think they try to do something else to get to the NHL. And Robertson realized he is such an elite scorer. He can do that to be in the NHL. And he learned that from the bubble. He learned that from practicing every day with the stars then. And and we're seeing it pay off now. He didn't let his game get, broken for lack of a better word by trying to do something to be someone he wasn't and that all started in the bubble and has continued to grow you know i I think back to brett hull and i mean we're talking about one of the all-time greats in hull but the reason i bring up brett hull was obviously an amazing one-timer and the accuracy in his shot and the accuracy of robertson's shot and i'm not comparing the two but what i am comparing was you know if you talk to people that skated with Brett Hall. He wasn't the fastest skater on the ice, but he always found the puck and he had puck smarts and he knew where to be. And that's why I compare a Robertson to a Brett Hall. Is that a fair comparison stats aside? Because I mean, you look at Connor McDavid, he's flying around the ice and you know, you look at Sidney Crosby and the amazing stick work that he does and the the face-off draws and everything. And then you say about Jason Robertson, you're like, yeah, good player, you know, uh, gets yeah. in front of the net and stuff. So it's 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 interesting, but I love those guys that don't necessarily have that elite talent that you can see with the eye, yet the stats don't lie. 100%. And it's, it is, uh, it's the little, I've mentioned this before, but one of the things about Robertson, he's like the forward version of the way, uh, Nick Lidstrom controlled games and Nick Lidstrom in my view is one of is is the greatest one of the greatest not the greatest defenseman of all time and the way Nick Lidstrom controlled the games was you looked at him like he was the perfect human where and the thing about perfection is sometimes when things are perfect you don't notice them and they just blend into the background and they make things simple and they make everything just slow down for them and that's what Jason Robertson at his best is at the forward he plays a perfect game he plays a game where there's nothing flashy. There's nothing exciting. There's nothing overly energetic. There's no wasted motions. Even 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 if you want to pick at the skating, it's still perfect in where it gets him from place to place. And the fact that Robertson is able to do that and just kind of be that guy that's there and there and there and there. And then the minute you forget that he's there is the minute the puck's in the back of your net. Like that is that's that's a thing that it's as a coach, you tell your guys to plan for, it, you plan for, it, you plan for it. But eventually, you just kind of forget that he's there, and they puts the puck in. It's 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 impressive to watch. And then when he wants to take over a game, and he needs to have kind of that moment of flash with whether it's the big shot or or picking a corner, he can do that, and it doesn't require all that energy. It's kind of that zero to sixty switch that you don't even realize he's hitting it until it's too late. 
You know, I'm fascinated, too, because he had great stats in the OHL, and, you know, we've seen what Wyatt Johnston has done. And hockey, to me, is very similar to baseball in that these kids are so young, whereas your normal NFL draft pick coming out has three to four years' experience at an elite level, so you can kind of see the quality. But, you know, that's why I tell people, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's I like seeing as much as I love the OHL or Western Hockey League or these these Quebec Major Juniors. I like there's just so much open ice in those junior leagues. I like to see when the ice shrinks at you know at the AHL level. Yeah, and I'd like to. I mean, to me, each level below the uh, you start at the NHL and the NHL. From a, the NHL is the best players in the world, but it's also the most structured league in the world. Where that's it's it's the most difficult place to get your shot off. It's the most difficult place to find the space. It's why we've seen guys um, who have tremendous shots in the AHL, guys who are point per game players in the AHL who can't succeed in the NHL because they can't find the space with the structure that's been built by both teams. And so, each level you go down, the structure devolves a bit, right? So, like, the NHL is the most structured league in the world. Then the AHL is. And then the ECHL just goes down and down from there, right? And so it's one thing to be able to do this and be that offensive prowess when things are sloppy and mistakes are made for you. It's another thing when all of a sudden you aren't getting mistakes made for you and you have to force the other team to make them. And that's that's one of the big things. And that's why I love watching guys in the AHL to see what they can become in the NHL. And we saw Robertson have success in the AHL. And I also think that's why it's, I always, I always write this and I have no issue saying it. The biggest and most difficult jump isn't the AHL to the NHL. It's from junior to pro, no matter Mm -hmm. what level, what you, even if it's the ECHL or the AHL, that's the biggest and most difficult jump a guy will make in their career until you see how a guy handles that jump. I think you can't really say much about what they're going to be as a pro player. It's, it's a lot that I've seen so many junior players where you're like, Oh, this guy's going to be great. And then they never make it. And then I've seen guys who are like, I don't really know, but then he makes the jump successfully from junior to pro. And you're like, okay, that to me is the biggest jump of guys to make in his career. And you're spot on Gavin. Like show me what a guy does at pro first before I get too wrapped up in what he does. At junior, obviously, you can only play who's in front of you, but at the end of the day, you got to do it in the smaller space. You got to do it in the tighter space. And a guy like Robertson, in particular, because that's who we're having talking quite a bit about today, you got to be able to develop and build your shot when the tight when the space gets smaller. Otherwise, you just become a guy with a hard shot who never gets it off.